Hello, friends. Welcome. Matt Wilk in the studio today talking with me about fitness. I'm about to fit this whole pizza in my mouth. That was a stupid fitness joke because I love food. But anyways, I did just eat pizza earlier, actually, so it's not too far from the truth. Uh, but just to give you a background, is Matt reached out to me. Um, I, I've been involved in fitness for years, uh, fitting food in my mouth. I'm, I'm, st- I'm done. I'm done making the jokes. This is real life. This is real talk. <laughs> because Matt uh, is a power lifter, right? Uh, so I got into to weightlifting through my dad. He was uh, Mr. Altoona, Pennsylvania back in 1977. Been a bodybuilder his entire life. My, my brother is a power lifter who's seven years younger than me. Uh, and I know a lot about the world of fitness, not saying that I'm the most fit man on the face of the earth. I definitely do my put my time in and do my thing when it comes to uh, exercise. But I think that it's super important that we talk and discuss and learn about all different forms of fitness because powerlifting is one of those ones that fascinates me. Like it's strictly bench press, deadlift, and squat. You're doing three episode exercises and you're doing those continuously. That's all you do. You train for those. Uh, so the and it seems like powerlifters are those guys that really get themselves beat up because they're they're lifting heavy weight. They're the guys that are you know going hard in the gym doing major deadlifts and 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 taking long rest periods in between. And it, it, when Matt, the funny thing about him it, it being in here, number one is that he stretches a lot. Number two that he keeps himself timed while he's working out so he doesn't sit around too long in between sets, which I notice a lot of. Uh, power lifters tend to do not knocking anybody I'm just saying that seems to be a stigma and also one of the crazy things is that like when Matt stood up at the end of this thing his whole body popped his knees popped like his hips popped (laughs) his back popped and I thought dude you've got to dedicate yourself to to power lifting because it beats your body up and he's a big dude if you want to see the live version of this you can go to my Facebook which is Rob Z Radio, and you can watch our conversation live, or you can listen to it here. It's fascinating either way, but I'm just I'm fascinated by fitness in general, and I'm fascinated by people who have made it their entire life, and uh, you know who really devote a lot of their time and, and really put their body on the line sometimes for these sorts of things that they're passionate about. So much respect to Matt, much respect to anybody involved in fitness, because I personally uh, went from you know cycling in my uh, teenage years to weightlifting, bodybuilding in my 20s, and now into more yoga and uh, mental exercises like uh, meditation in my 30s. So I've, I've really gone through a couple of different phases of fitness in my life. And one of these days, I'll just get to the phase where I'm just eating lots of food and I gave up on fitness altogether. Maybe that's the next stage. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. But Matt's a really interesting guy. Also, the fact that he's going to school to be an accountant. So he's a power lifter who uh, is an accountant, who is a stay-at-home dad, and just a super down-to-earth dude. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Shout-out to Sports Evolution. So Matt knows Alan, the dude who runs Sports Evolution. SportsEvolution.net, Facebook and Instagram, at Leading Athletes. Also, shout-out to Juice, J-O-O-S, The Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram. Trade Secrets, Secrets and Trade on Facebook. Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram and the Clay Cup at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. More about those sponsors that make this podcast possible a little bit later on, but right now, let's get into this conversation with Matt Wilk. Enjoy. Put your wraps on. You wrap it up. Get ready. This is Rob Z Radio. Matt Wilk's in the house. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. So you are let me see if I get this right off the bat. The, the number two 
strongest power lifter at 308 pounds in the world. In the world. Did I get all that right? Basically. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's number two in the world at 308 weight class with wraps. So like knee wraps. Okay. So and there's different classifications even at 308. They break yeah. it apart. Okay. And then that includes, uh, and that's only for natural athletes. Okay. So people that use performance enhancing drugs. That's, you can't say steroids. We steroids. Must <laughs> we must say performance enhancing. Steroids. <laughs> Testosterone and stuff like that. They, they're not included in that. So. Oh, so powerlifting has a differentiation between steroid use and non and, and clean. They do. Okay. They do. Um, I there, didn't realize that. There's three divisions. There's, there's amateur, elite, and elite's all tested, and then pro. So amateur is anybody that can go from zero to... Like for my class, about sixteen hundred total pounds. Okay, and then pro is sixteen hundred and above. But then elite is anybody that wants to testify that they're natural. So like for me, even though I'm elite, I still compete against the pros because I can't go amateur anymore after the last few meets. So yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Okay, so being number two in the world in powerlifting. Um, how did you figure this is crazy because like you didn't even know right because it's not like somebody's not calling you up like hey dude <laughs> we need you to come here for this photo shoot because you're number two like yeah. how did that happen so i was i was sitting out on my porch and uh my buddy ryan just did a meet and he was like hey look at this and there's a website that it's a non-profit organization mm -hmm. and i guess all the presidents of the federation submit to that website and i looked it up and i was like oh this is pretty neat and you know, just tinkering around, looking up, you know, where different people were. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm number two. This is pretty cool. Like I knew I was like good, but I didn't realize I was there. <laughs> you know? yeah, they're not like number two in Pennsylvania, not number mm -hmm. two in the United States in the world. Yeah. Dude, that would blow my mind if I, if that if I were you. And I found that out, I would just be floored. It, it was pretty, pretty neat. And then like, you know, number one's from Canada, number four's from, like, Russia. Okay. You know, I'm looking like, okay, I need to put USA back up to number one here soon. <laughs> so. Cool, man. Uh, how did you get into, uh, you're from, number one, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Is that where you were born and raised, or? I'm from Blairsville, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. About 45 minutes west. No, you saying west. West of here. And then I moved up here in 2004. Okay. And graduated in 2006. And then. Because. For me, doing this, one of the best things about this podcast is because I, I like to have all my guests in house. I, I mean, I've done some on Skype, but it's nice to have people actually here, mm -hmm. and you just get a better conversation that way. And over the past, I don't know, since I've ramped my podcast up a year ago, I've met so many awesome people from Central Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many people hiding in nooks and crannies. Right? You're hiding at the summit, working <laughs> out, and uh, it, it's so cool to to figure out, like, wow, there's people all around here that are doing awesome stuff. You just got to kind of look for it, and you'll find it. You and really like, do. Put a platform out them out there for them to uh, talk about what they're doing. And I think yours is one, on, on near the top of the list because I, I found that stat. <laughs> I'm like, this is so crazy. Like. You should be like on a Muscle and Fitness magazine or something. Is there a Powerlifter magazine? There is. I keep trying to get in it, but the guy doesn't contact me back. Why? Uh, it's he's located out in uh, California. Mark Bell. I met oh, him. Mark Bell. Okay. I met him before, and I reached out to him. I was like, "Hey, you know, would you consider me you know, as a sponsor or something like that?" And they just shot a message back. We only sponsor one athlete. He's four-time world strongest man. I was like. Okay, I get it. I'm not good enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I keep you know reaching out to different places, and nobody 
really like they they want to see how popular you are on social media, uh. Facebook, Instagram, and I never realized that. You know, I had a whopping hundred followers at the time. I was like, oh man, yeah. I guess I got to get these up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's difficult, I guess. But the world's changed so much that it's not just about. I mean, bodybuilding in general has always been kind of uh, it's it's it has its fans and it's people who are involved in it, and everybody mm-hmm. else is like disconnected right? completely, right? <laughs> um, but social media is kind of bringing that to light, like to where so I guess now if you if you amassed a following, then they mm. would recognize you. Then they recognize you, and so it's not necessarily even even about like how much you can lift, it's about how much you can like your personality comes through. Also, because mm-hmm. they want somebody they can market, I guess would be mm. the yeah they they sponsor people like. Mark Bell's product, Slingshot, that's his line. He sponsors people that aren't even like powerlifters or anything. You know, just because, you know, they do weird things on the internet. Because they get attention. Because they get attention and that yeah. puts their brand out there. And, you know, I his, guess. The Slingshot is for bench, right? Is that what the Slingshot that, is? That's the original project. Yeah. The, it goes across your chest and it uh, it protects your, your, che- or your shoulders a lot whenever you're going a lot heavier. Yeah. Um, how did you get into lifting? When did you start it out? What what brought you to this point? So I was actually, I didn't even start until I was about 23, 24. <laughs> yeah, I'm 30 now. Did so. you play football or anything? I was a golfer. What? <laughs> I was a golfer. Wow. In the military, I joined a semi-pro football league. Okay. What did you do in the military? What was your... I was uh, president of security for five years, and then I took over the military funeral honors all through Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, D.C. We were one of the largest uh, areas of responsibility for, that was the last two and a half years. So you started out in the military with the presidential mm-hmm. security. I uh, thought maybe you'd have to work your way up to that. They, that was I your first I was <laughs> That's craziness. So you were on like Air Force One and stuff like that. And yes. Guarding the president. Yes. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. It was fun. <laughs> I'd imagine. It was, and it was stressful? Very. Yeah. Very. I mean, I still... Like there's nights now where I wake up and my wife would be like, "What's the matter?" I was like, "I think I heard something," <laughs> and I'll run through the house. <laughs> you know? Are you are you like protected since you were in that for so long? Is that like something no. that you're no? You just no. They got somebody else and you're out, and it's just like yeah. another, any other job. Just like any other job. Okay. That's why I lift weights. I gotta stay big. Because <laughs> they're coming for me. <laughs> they're coming. I gotta stay strong. <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, I, I don't. We don't have to get a whole lot into the presidential security thing, but I find that fascinating. Is that what you tried to get into when you joined the military? Was that like your thought that you wanted yeah. to do that? Well, I I joined to be a MP, military police. Okay. In the Air Force, it's called Security Forces. And you know, whenever I got in, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go overseas. I'm gonna fight all the bad guys. And then I got in. You know, I was like 16 weeks away from my family. I was like, I need to get as close home as I can. Like, yeah. And D.C. was the closest, so I put in for D.C. and Ohio because everybody was here in central Pennsylvania. And I got D.C., and they, they took me out of the room. They're like, um, we need to swear you in. I was like, well, why? And they're like, well, will you take a bullet for the president? I was like, yeah, that that's my job, I guess. <laughs> like, and they're like, okay, well, here we go. And stacks of papers start filling them out. And next thing I know, I'm in Washington, D.C. in training. So it was pretty fun. That's pretty surreal. That's wild. So you were in there for like eight years, that you said? Eight years, yeah. Okay. Eight years. And then you got out. Were you, so you, I guess, where did the lifting start? So you said around 23 or 24. How old were you when you got into all of that to, to in the as in the security force? Uh, 2007 until July 1st, 2015. Okay. And I started, let's see, 
Yeah, man. We'll say 2011. We'll just pretend that number. That's 2010 when you started lifting. Started, and you know, I was just I would go in, do whatever. 135 pounds on the bench for 10 sets of 10. Didn't really know what I was doing. I was just doing it just to get my mind off things. Yeah. And then I met my wife, and it was like a month before our wedding. She's like, "Well, you're pretty strong. Why don't you just do a meet? See, you know, see how strong you actually are." And I did one the month after we got married. And uh, didn't do too bad, but I, I was hooked after that. You know, I, I was so nervous going into it. I thought, you know, power lifters, I'm going to go in. It's going to be like a biker gang and everything lifting. And I literally got up there and, I don't know, I benched like 375 pounds or something like that. And everybody was cheering. Like there was a video of the everybody in the audience just jumping up because I was struggling and I just powered through it. And I was like... I love this. <laughs> like everybody's rooting for you. Yeah. The competitors are against you, but they're still hoping that you do good because everybody just wants to see everybody overcome their 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 best lifts. Yeah. <laughs> so I just got hooked after that. Dude, the world of powerlifting, because I, I was like, I, I, we were talking beforehand. My dad was uh, Mr. Altoona in 1977. I saw that. Took home the, the prize. <laughs> so he was into bodybuilding. Really, Schwarzenegger got him into it, right? I mean, mm. that whole the whole late 70s era was very Schwarzenegger dominant. Um, my brother was, as a powerlifter, still does, not competitions or anything. So I started working out in my, I was probably like 20, 21. Uh, as I was a cycler, rode, rode my bike a lot, wrecked a couple of times, mm-hmm. scared me to death. So I started uh, lifting weights, and um, I guess just for me personally, the discipline you get from it, number mm-hmm. one, and the the feeling you get from being in the gym <laughs> and, and you know doing something that you didn't think you could do, or you know you've set these goals for yourself and, and you hit that, it it creates a it's an addiction. In a, in a form of a way, right? Really a healthy is. one. I mean, I, I guess it can be unhealthy if you it, take you it to learn extreme. to manage. Yeah. Yeah. So in your short amount of time, because I mean, 20 to 11 to 2018, not that long of a period of time mm-hmm. in the span of things. Uh, how did you get to where you're at now? Because it seems like <laughs> I would think that somebody who's you know, number two, two in the world in powerlifting at a weight class would be at this for over a decade or something like that. But then again, your run, I guess, can't be that long because of... Injuries. Somebody injuries and somebody younger coming up and being stronger. So mm-hmm. yeah, it uh so whenever like I said, that first competition was like twenty thirteen and then it just started from there. I've never actually like even paid for a coach, anything like that. <laughs> I don't take steroids, obviously. I I don't even take protein. Like I just What? I love it. <laughs> like I just I love the seeing how far I can take my body, knowing chicken and eggs, you know where I can take it to that that was my thing and uh so I just and I guess your your body's obviously obviously naturally made for it you're it you're built for it. I've always been big I've yeah. always been bigger except now it's more muscle and not as fat oh so you were fatter before and <laughs> turned it on to muscle I was I was about 290 before and now I'm about 290 but I can lift about 800 more pounds okay <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah I mean it all started with uh you know looking up YouTube watching videos lots and lots of videos learning and uh, I think my first competition, I squatted like 450 pounds. And I said, okay, I want to see how much I can squat and be the best squatter in the world naturally. You know, is it possible to squat 500 pounds naturally? Yeah. And I hit the goal. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do the next thing and the next thing. And now it's like, I think it was Monday. Today's Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Wednesday? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. So, yeah, just Monday I did 700 pounds for two 
on a squat and Good Lord. You know, just one thing after another. And, but I mean, although like I'm doing it, there's no way I could do it without, you know, people around me helping. And that, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know? Number one, making sure that if something goes wrong, you don't die. <laughs> yeah. <that's>... But number <laughs> two, just the support, right? The camaraderie mm-hmm. that comes along with it. Yeah. I mean, like I'm sure my wife's <laughs> so annoyed because she's a, she's an occupational therapist and I'll be, you know, sitting at home and we'll be having family time. But like, Hey, Andrea, can you take a look at this? Like, watch this video. Do you see something of my hips going on here? And she's like, Matt, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're, but when you're into it and you're obsessed with it, that's that's how you have to be. It's, like you're it, laser yeah. focused on it. It is, yeah. And if you're not, it's it slips away so quickly. Right. Oh, so how many? So what the average power lifter lifespan? I'm mean, not not lifespan, <laughs> <you're dead>, but <laughs> like as far as their career span, where does it usually taper off? It's normally about two, three years. Is you know you kind of get into it. You know, most people will get up to about a we'll just say 400 pound squat. And then it'll be kind of tapering off because, you know, it's it's difficult. Like yeah. this was actually whenever I was putting up questions, you know, what do you want to ask? Uh, somebody asked the mindset and you, you got to have the mindset of you got to want it. You know, there there hasn't been a day I haven't woke up in the last two or three years where I wasn't sore, you know, waking up like you're 70 years old, cracking body parts into place before you can get on the steps. Yeah, that's kind of kind of it. And a lot of people. They don't want that, you know, at the end of the day. That's honestly what happened to me. I started having shoulder and back pain. I was like, and we had Max, my son, and I was like, I don't know if I want to put myself through this. It's because it's grueling, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, if unless you are doing that as your main profession, like that's that's it's hellish. I mean, you're to a certain point. Obviously, it is very rewarding and fun. Then at a certain point, you're you're pushing yourself it's, you're pushing your body past like where it wants to be right <laughs> it's like no i don't you're good yeah you think you're good here but i want you to be here mm-hmm. right and your body's like no I, there's no reason for that and that's that's actually it's funny because we were talking earlier about the the president's security and stuff and whenever i was going through my training the the biggest thing was are you injured or are you tired or are you hurt and it doesn't matter as long as you're not injured you're you're moving forward and you know i use that mindset today of okay, you know, my knees hurt. Is it the arthritis? Is it tendons? You're like, what's going on here? And if it's nothing serious, you, you know, you press forward. Mm-hmm. And, but like lifting, although, you know, somebody would say, oh man, you're lifting, you squatted 700 pounds for two, you know, you're going to get yourself injured. I've actually gotten less injuries learning how to lift and lifting these heavier weights than doing something else. You know, like I herniated three discs running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have, you know, spinal stenosis. I have arthritis all through my back, you know, degeneration of the spine, but my spine's actually slowed down the injuries because I'm learning how to do the movements properly now. Oh, okay. Like I've never learned how to breathe. And that's one of the, the biggest things I see people doing is they'll be lifting, but they don't know how to breathe properly. Mm-hmm. It's just like. So explain <laughs> that a little bit because breath is a huge, huge part of it. And it it's is. also that. that the breath helps you to calm yourself down, to focus yourself, to center yourself, to do that sort of weight, mm-hmm. right? Because half of a mental game. It when is. you get to those certain that that amount of weight, <laughs> I imagine it's more. I mean, obviously it's physical strength, but it's a big mental game. It is. So, but, what, what does the breathing do for you? Like, how, how what do you tell them? What's your advice? So, what I do whenever I'm going through that is, I'll actually I'll have them lay on their backs with uh, their feet in like 90 degrees up against the wall, and uh, I'll have them just breathe. And I normally show them like with their arms, their, their joints, how much they can move with air in their lungs. Mm. And then I'll have them, 
you know, let their air out and their, their arm will move farther back. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. And then I'll say, okay, now what we're going to do is you're going to breathe, but try to put it all into your stomach. So I'll do that, and I'll have them breathe, like, blowing out through a straw. And I'll try oh, wow. to imagine that they're taking their spinal erectors, the long muscles along your spine, and almost feel like it's going around your spinal cord. So you're breathing out, and you're pushing out and everything, and you just keep packing that in there. And then they finally feel it, and they're like, wow, like, this is this is really stable here. And they'll, they'll go to lift the weight and you know, something they would struggle with. Now they're lifting four or five reps. And it's like, see, like simple little things like that yeah. can go a long way. Instead of just powering yourself through it, mm-hmm. there's techniques that there's, you're naturally, it's naturally there built in. You're just mm-hmm. not tapping into it. Exactly. So where did you learn that from YouTube? From YouTube. Watching, did YouTube. you really? It's YouTube. amazing. Lots of YouTube, my wife, uh, you know, I have lots of friends that are like PTs, OTs, stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll, they all help. So, yeah, so, yeah. that's the fascinating part. And I, anybody watching this who is a power lifter is going to call me a, a sissy at this part because <laughs> I do yoga. All right. So just deal with it. But, um, I've learned that through yoga and kettlebell. I do a lot of kettlebell workouts and like, do you know what a kettlebell windmill is? I've realized this recently. It's like you, you spread your legs apart, hold the kettlebell up straight. Then you like just tip over. So your other arm touches the floor and oh, you come yeah. back up. And when I breathe in and out on that, like if mm-hmm. I get myself down to a certain spot and I'm stuck and I breathe out completely, my body is like bends in half. It does. And it's amazing how like, cause you're just holding all that air, mm-hmm. you release that and you're, it changes your whole entire structure. It really does. That's what, well, that made a lot of noise. No, you're all good. <laughs> you can only hear it on headphones. You won't hear it on the recording. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, they tell me their stories of their injuries and they'll be like, oh, I had an aneurysm cause I didn't breathe. I'm like, okay, but if I let go of my air, you know, we'll just say a normal day at like 500 pounds, I'm going to topple over, you know. So there will be days where people will think I'm literally like stressing out, like face red and everything. And, you know, they just, I guess not that they don't understand, but just ignorance to what you have to do to actually accomplish that. Yeah. yeah and, and that's that's a big thing. Yeah, ignorance to how your body works, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, just thinking about the oxygen factor of taking in air in and out. Have you ever heard of Wim Hof? Wim Hof. It's W-I-M-H-O-F. So he's called the Ice Man. He climbed Mount Everest in his uh, underwear. He <laughs> swam under the Arctic Circle in his underwear. <laughs> just a freak of nature. But he's a master of breathing. Like, he, he can hold his breath for, like, I don't know, eight minutes or something like that. Okay. And his whole thing is breath is like the essence of life like you Mm -hmm. really can control your um you know control your heart rate control your blood pressure everything through your breath Mm -hmm. and uh i've practiced a bunch of his i shouldn't say a bunch of his stuff but he does like ice baths and stuff like that so cold showers ice baths those sorts of things um it's like a almost a form of meditation but uh that's his major thing is just everything that you do can the breath affects everything that you do mm-hmm. and we don't realize it you, you never realize it like six big breaths in and out can take your if you're like really nervous or anxious and your heart rate's way up here it'll drop you down to a very calm level oh yeah naturally like there's not it's not like a trick or anything it's just like that's your that your body's designed that way and also taking in all that oxygen you're filling your body up with like in a large breath with so much oxygen so you have more power to mm-hmm. to exert and anybody who's like an expert listening to this is like you're a moron you don't know yes. what you're talking about but i think i have it somewhat right it's in the right <laughs> vein there somewhere yeah it um, is. but so who are the, the guys that you look up to that you study online like as far as youtube goes 
whenever I started, it was always Dan Green. Like all these guys are from California, but Dan Green, he's a 242 pound powerlifter. Uh, Chad Wesley Smith from California. Mark Bell was one of them. And uh, then there's another guy, Chris Duffin. Is he, Mark Bell bigger, faster, stronger? Is that the Bell brothers? That's the Bell brothers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Who they're from New York, but then they all moved to. Have you seen that documentary? A few times. Amazing, yeah. so good. And then yeah. the uh, what's the last one they did? The one about narcotics. Uh, I haven't seen that one because he got hooked on pain pills, and that was like he turned that into a. Do- he was making a documentary about prescription drugs. Prescription thugs is what it's called. Oh, the really? Documentary. And while he was making it, he became addicted to pills. So he made like himself into the documentary. It's pretty oh. fascinating. I heard he was he had a drug addiction for a while, and then. Yeah, now he's getting back into uh, into the gym and everything with his brother. I saw. Yeah. So. Well, sorry to cut you off, but who else oh. do you study on YouTube? Oh, that was really. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you like a Schwarzenegger fan back in the day? Was that somebody? I, who was... I think anybody that's been to the gym has to be a Schwarzenegger fan. Yeah. I encyclopedia. I think I have two of them. My father-in-law gave me one. I bought one. Have yeah. you read the whole thing? Oh yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. oh man. That's a, that's impressive. That means you're dedicated. Oh yeah. I, I've that read is a few times. Big book. It is. I think it's bigger than the dictionary. <laughs> yeah. I've gone through like the workout parts and I've read some of the I should go back. I have it too. I should read it just for the hell of it. But um <laughs> it is it's a boy. I mean he put together the encyclopedia of bodybuilding, right? Is, mm-hmm. is what it's called. That's a fastinating piece of work. But yeah. Amass that. I actually I started reading that a few months before I got into powerlifting, and I was trying the whole bodybuilding thing, but I could do it. It was just the dieting. I like food too much. <laughs> Pizza, that's yeah. Achilles' heel right there. Right, it'll do it. Yeah. So what did why 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 powerlifting? How did it end up on that? Because really, you're doing squats, deadlifts, and bench, right? And yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, we were living in it was Owing Mills, but I just call it DC at the time. And at my gym, there was this guy that he lifted a lot of weight. I was like, I'm going to beat him. You know? And came out to be best friends at the end. But he was a power lifter, you know, old school 70s power lifter. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is what we got to do, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we started lifting. And like I said, my wife was just like, just do one. And I got addicted. And it was like, okay, I only need to learn these three lifts, unlike strongman where, you're, you know, you got to be all over good. And I was like, I'm already big and I don't have to lose weight. This is perfect for me. And, you know, it's just, it's a sport that you don't realize how much you'll love it until you do it. You know, they're like at the summit, there's so many people, you know, oh, I'm so far away from the the state records or I'm this, I'm that. Just do it. You're going to love it. You know, it's, it's not too, too expensive either. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is like when you randomly found out that you were number two in the world. (laughs) That's the best way to go about it, right? Because, I mean, I mean, obviously you want goals. But if mm-hmm. you're always looking at this thing of, like, you're chasing this thing and um, you can lose sight of day-to-day, mm-hmm. right? You get discouraged because you never quite get to that spot that you want to get to. But if you just day-to-day crank away at it mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden find out you're number two in the world, that's, <laughs> like, because you were putting time in just because you loved it. Mm-hmm. And you were – was it a competition against yourself for the most part? Or Me and my buddy, Ryan – Whenever we could lift together, it was always back and forth. Like, he's 181 pounds. I'm 292 pounds right now. You know, but but there's there's a scoring method that we could go back and forth and be like, okay, you know, we're going to each max out in 12 weeks, you know, and we're going to see who's going to do better at this max. And it would be, okay, you're doing better here. Next time, I'm doing better. And we just – we keep going back and forth. And, you know, he would – 
watch me and he'd be like, hey, Matt, okay, you're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. Okay, yeah. And I'd do the same with him. And just like me, he found out he's number 12 in the world. Really? <laughs> so it's like. Just from know, working with you. Like you guys working Going back together. and forth. And just, you know, it's, it's amazing. And I love, like you said, I love the fact I didn't know. Yeah. I knew I was probably top 10 in the nation. But then. How whenever, did you know that? Just because of the, what you were lifting, the amount of weight you were lifting. The amount of weight I was lifting, you know, you realize you, there's an eye that you can get, you know, okay, this person's not natural. That person's not natural. You can just, you can see it. Yeah. And uh, every single event I'd go into, it'd be like, okay, you win. You win this. You win that. You know, you're a top lifter here. And then I was just like, okay, there's got to be, you know, I figure, you know, I went to the Arnold in 2017 and. Or competed. Competed, yeah. That's so cool, man. Did you meet Schwarzenegger? No, I to? wish. No? I wish. No, that's where I met Mark Bell, though. That was okay. an interesting story on its own. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I had the worst meet of my life. You know, I took dead last. <laughs> really? I, I tore my pec on the uh, oh, second man. to last deadlift. And my buddies thought I was crazy because I'm like, my goal is to finish. So I went up there with my, my tit hanging down. I'm like pulling the weight. <laughs> Damn, okay, dude. Yeah, I was like, can I, can I go to the hospital now? <laughs> How did that happen? That was the worst lift of your life. I just the worst total. You know, I went in there expecting to get, you know, we'll just say seventeen fifty and I ended up doing like sixteen twenty five. Just I went in there for fun. You know, I, I wanted to just Were you nervous? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's the biggest stage, you yeah. know. I'd say biggest stage in America. But you know, I just I wanted to take in the experience. I didn't know if I'd ever be there again. So we were out the day before, we were going to seminars, we walked around just Stuff you shouldn't do before a competition, especially something that big. Yeah. But it's hard being at the Arnold because it's such a sports mecca. mm -hmm. I've been there like three or four times. It's incredible. It is. You meet everybody you've ever wanted to meet (laughs) in bodybuilding. And And now martial arts, jiu-jitsu, powerlifting, uh, strongest man, CrossFit, like... They're putting so much uh, t- table tennis, yeah, Ar- ballroom dancing. Archery was, right. <laughs> I was like, what is it that? keeps expanding and growing. It's right. so cool, man. It is. So it would be hard to go there and, and not, be focused. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the goal this year. Is I want to win it this year. But you know that year I was just you know I was so nervous and this is just last year. This well, what's year? So oh, right, twenty eighteen already happened. Twenty seventeen, yeah. I was in it, and. Uh, you know, my wife was just like, Matt, you need to calm down. Just go and have fun. You know, so two days before we left, I saw Mark Bell was giving a free seminar. It's like, hey, you guys, we're going to this. You know, we just randomly showed up. And right before the seminar, me and Ryan, because I said he was my coach at the time for the meet because he was helping me out, wrapping me and everything. We got free bands that allowed you actually into the expo. Oh, okay. So I went up in the security guard. And it wasn't even open yet. I was like, hey, can we go in here? I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, I won't even be able to do this. I'm a competitor. Can we go in? Okay, yeah, cool. So me and two of my buddies, we just snuck in. And we were walking around the expo, like, as if we were security guards and stuff. You know, we were just taking it all in, like, wow. Like, you know, here's Rich Piana. Here's Mark Bell. Here's everybody else. And then whenever we actually got to meet Mark Bell at his uh, seminar, I walked up and I was like, hey, I was at your booth. He was like, how the, how did you get to my booth? Like, just so you know, I stole some slingshots. <laughs> He's like, seriously? Like, no, no. He goes, oh, shit, you should have then. <laughs> I was like, well, if I would have known that, I would have taken a bunch, <laughs> sold them online. Yeah, right. Maybe got an autograph. <laughs> seriously. Was he pretty cool? Was he a cool dude? He is exactly what you see on YouTube. Oh, I mean, okay. to a T, which I think you have Seems to. Seems a very down-to-earth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he's a lot into, 
promotion, you know, but, you know, he was, he was cool. He took photos with us. He was, people were lifting. He was giving critiques. I mean, not what you would expect for a free seminar. You mm-hmm. know, I expected to walk in and just hear stories the whole time. It was, it was really interesting. Oh, like more interactive and actually mm-hmm. checking out what you're doing. Making oh, sure yeah. Making sure you're doing it right. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I think that one of the most important things that a lot of people miss out on, and I did for years, man, and, and really I, I still do sometimes, having a partner. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, like either a mentor or a, a lifting partner and a coach, like all of those things are mm-hmm. incredibly important. Have you always had somebody, like you have your buddy that you work out with, have you always, you have a mentor who's like helped you get to where you're at or did you use YouTube for that? I, I've never had a, a coach, a okay. coach coach. Like I've never paid anybody, but you know, I'll be there like Ryan. He's helped me a lot. It, it's more so, this going to sound bad, like eyes. You know, because I can't see myself lift. I'll videotape, but I might only get one angle. Yeah. You know, but there will be different eyes. Like right now. So eyes, making sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So like, they can pick out like, oh, you did this wrong. That's why. Well, it's more so, you know, hey, Matt, your your left elbow flared out this time. And it, uh, me knowing a lot more about my body, I'll be like, okay, well, that means I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I need to do this to, to fix it. And like right now I'm working out with a guy named Brad. He's helped me a lot with my mental game. Just, you know, you need to calm down. I'll do stuff on Instagram. I'll be like, no clouds, you know, just need to focus on what my goal is that day. I don't need to take in the gym perspective of, you know, my, my squat racks taken today, you know, just go uh, in and calm down and get what you need to do done each day. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Do you walk in like to the gym? Like you've got to have it set up the way you want it. Is, is that I get, so I he's get trying flustered. to get you out of that mental th- framework of like it has to look this way mm-hmm. and be set up this way or I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they, they have three different racks at the summit and each rack's just a, enough different that it throws you off. How are they different? They're different generations. So, you know, the, the first rack is just it's skinnier. The J-hooks are longer, so you have to move the bar a lot farther out and everything. Oh, okay. The second and third rack, the middle rack and the newest rack, they're, they're enough alike that – it doesn't throw you off too much, but like the hooks just aren't the same. So it might be a half inch lower or a half inch higher whenever you go to lift it. And it just, it's just, it's funny, you know, especially whenever you're up at a certain weight where it's like, okay, like it's not how it was yesterday. Excuse me. But yeah, it's, it's enough difference that I can tell at least, you know, other people might not, but. And I imagine if you were used to doing the same thing every single time on the same rack that would be a detriment when you go to a competition and you don't know what kind of rack you're going to get right <laughs> that could screw you up because you're always in one spot doing the same thing it it's different equipment but the way i train in the atmosphere i actually will throw in different scenarios so like you know the the people that are around me lifting they'll come back and be like you know oh matt you know at this meet you know i had my wraps on and they took forever, so I had to be in my wraps for a minute or two. And mm. I mean, these wraps are literally like a tourniquet around your knees. Yeah. You know, you're ready to get them off as soon as you put them on. So we'll throw in scenarios. Like right now, I'm 32 days out from Worlds. You know, I put on my wraps, and I'll be like, okay, today I'm just gonna put on my wraps. I'm gonna sit here for two minutes. Oh, you know, okay. just to throw different things in there. You know, I'll have people purposely stand right in front of me to give that weird, you know, like a little kid running across the stage. Like, like the audience watching you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so different different things like that. You know, I, I like throwing that in there a lot, and it, it's helped a lot. I'd imagine it would. <laughs> so, Because that's a huge – I've never been in a bodybuilding competition or a powerlifting <laughs> competition, but 
going from in a gym, all your buddies are around you, you know the environment, you know exactly what you're getting into, and then going mm-hmm. to a, a stage with a crowd watching you and somebody on the microphone introducing you, and mm-hmm. like that's got to be a big mental game. It that's is. It's got to mess you up. It is, and I'm still not used to it. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever is really used to it, unless you'd work out in front of an audience at all times. <laughs> <so> how <laughs> you could ever make that happen? Well, everybody, but... please come here. Right now. I'm gonna lift. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe virtual reality. That could be it. Put the goggles <laughs> on. You got an audience in front of you. That actually would work. That, actually. that probably would be pretty impactful. Yeah, that would. That's crazy, dude. I, I, I'll tell you, the the world of powerlifting's always blown my mind because I. Uh, I just find it fascinating that you guys do three exercises and that's it. Mm. It just is, it seems very boring to me. That's when I look at it, I'm like, dude, I could never <laughs> do that because I get so bored by just doing those three things over and over again. Yet I do things all the time that are, you know, mm. just <laughs> what I like to do and that's it. So, um, what what's your favorite workout, I guess? What's your favorite of the three? I love squatting. 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 Okay squatting i could squat every day if i could really oh i love it what do you what does it do for you it's just it's something about you know like deadlifting if you don't get the weight you just let go you know okay benching's nice you know there's that scare fight or flight of if i screw up it's coming down on my chest but like whenever you have the weight on your back and you know you know if you fall forward backwards side to side you're getting hurt yeah that sounds really weird but there's there's just something fascinating about it. And, you know, benching, you know, I can bench almost 450, but my squat's closing in on 750, 760. And it's just, it's that much weight. And, you know, you know, at that point you have four, five, six spotters all around you. And it's like, wow. Like, you know, and at the end of the day, somebody that's 130 pounds squatting 315 is just as good as me squatting 700 yeah but people look whenever yeah. you're at 700 you're like a different kind of human it is you know whenever i i go heavy the whole gym stops right and i'm not like trying to brag but it's just it's fascinating like i'll get underneath the weight and i'll get ready and i'll look around and i have to get refocused because you just feel all the eyes on you it's like okay people that's people good see. for competition though right it you're is mentally ready for it it is you, you it learns how to get refocused and everything yeah What's that feel like with 700 pounds in your back? Did you ever get run over by a car? <laughs> I've been hit by a car. I never run over, though, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I've never been either. It, it, it's kind of like that. Uh, it, it's a lot. It's yeah. relative. You know, the first time I squatted 500 kind of feels the same as 700. Do you freak out initially? Is there like a, <laughs> a moment of panic? Before I leave for the gym... And I go heavy. I tell oh, my you... wife I love her. <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm like coming home. It's like you're going and... on a fighter pilot, like <laughs> yeah. battle World War II or something. Like, yeah, no, it it's different. Like at that weight, you know, you have to be 100 percent serious, or mm-hmm. else you can get seriously injured. Yeah. And uh, but I mean that that weight on you, it it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, you feel your heart pounding. You feel, you know, everything and. But you know, whenever you unrack it, you know, like you were saying earlier, mentally, you have to be prepared for it. You know, I'll always look in the mirror and I'll tell myself, you need to want this more than you want to breathe. Because if not, you're going to get crushed. You're not going to get it. And you can't think about anything else. No. Nothing yeah. else can enter your mental space or you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I throw in those training aspects to try to get things to throw me off. So whenever, you know, I'm on the big stage again, it's, it's normal to me, but it's, it's something else. And you know, that feeling that you get after it, I mean, you get, you know, you're like, I finished the weight the other day and I just, I remember screaming, yeah, baby. And people were looking at me. I'm like, okay, 
okay, just humble yourself down a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you get excited. And well, of course, <laughs> right? I mean, you would. It's like, that's looking like the NFL and somebody gets a touchdown and they can't celebrate afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an exhilaration. Like, it that's, is, that's, I'm a, sure. that's a great feeling. And I, I imagine doing that, like, because in the gym, uh, it, you are probably looked at as a douchebag to a lot of people, I would think, right? I don't mean actually, that in a mean way. Don't take it like that. But I actually, no. Okay. That, that, I think that's my biggest thing is I try not to do that. I try okay. to bring a different atmosphere. Okay. And I've always lived that way. My first mentor in D.C., he told me there's two paths you can go. He he knew that I was going to go somewhere with this. He said, you can either become an, an a-hole or <laughs> you can be a mentor. And I was like, that'd be pretty cool. You know, these little high schoolers around here running around. Yeah. You have somebody to look up to. And- like there That's are awesome. there are a lot of powerlifters. Don't get me wrong. That are looked at like, oh, you know, this guy's in the I, I gym. Think, <laughs> I think what I meant was like as a whole, the powerlifting oh, community looks like that. Not you personally, <laughs> but like just in general, you walk in, you're like, oh god, somebody's slamming the weights. You're like, here's Here we Jimmy go. again. Yeah, you know, lifting 500 pounds. Boom. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as a whole, yes, it, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And just the stigma, I guess, behind it. But yeah, helping. Kids out, I mean, that's awesome, being able to go into the gym. Because I remember going in and, like, just being clueless and totally mm. lost. So there's a lot of people in there who just stumble in, no idea what to do. Mm. And that's that's one of the things I, I try to do is I'll go in there and, you know, it's summertime now. I'll see people looking over. And I'll just randomly walk up and I'll start talking to them like, hey, you know, what's up? And then they'll start, hey, you know, how much can you lift? How can I get there? And then the next day in the gym, I'll pull them over and, you know, let's start working out. Like, let's do this. And I'll lift with them for like a week or two and then, you know, I'll go back to my thing and, you know, they'll see them and all their their buddies lifting together again. But I mean, that's how I've actually built a following, so to say, in the mm-hmm. gym, not a following. I mean, it's friendship now, but, you know, just helping this person here, helping that person there, because, you know, at the end of the day, you're only as good as you and nobody cares at the end of the day, really. It's just weight. Yeah. But if yeah. you're helping other people, they're going to care. It's like, man, that exactly. made an impact on my life. And that that's what I'm trying to do for not only myself, but like the sport. I'm trying to bring some, you know, okay, you don't have to be a biker with 25 tattoos to do this. You know, you could, like me, not to brag or anything, but, you know, I'm a college student. I'm a father. You know, I'm trying to better myself. You're going and to college for accounting. It's accounting. Like, <laughs> you'd never put that. You told me that. I'm like, wow, okay. Right. That changes things a little bit. Like right. that puts a different perspective. Yeah. But not to plug, you know, if I could become a strength coach, anybody out there, <laughs> I'd love to do that. So, well, like we were saying beforehand, beforehand, I think like for you, and like you said with Mark Bell, like if you want to get on their radar, you've got to do social media, you've got mm-hmm. to put yourself out there. So really, it would just be what you're doing, like helping those kids, and mm-hmm. you put yourself on Instagram doing your lifts and stuff like that. So it would just be doing that, but just for. A camera, just for an audience online. Mm. Like, do you know Elliot Hulse? Do you know who that oh, dude is? He's I amazing. Him. He was another one. I he, I watched him forever. He's yeah. so smart too. Yeah, and he's so good at. I don't even know if I've ever seen him lift. I just watch him talk. Does well, he have lifting videos? Cause I've never seen them. About eight years ago, he did, and then I I think he turned into like a holistic type style now. And I know he put out a few books. Oh really? So he got away from mm. powerlifting altogether. Yeah, because he started as a strongman. Oh, I think right. he only did strongman, and he, he, I think it was just like a warehouse or a garage that he rented out, and then he grew clientele and YouTube followers. And I think him and his wife are more into like yoga and uh, what can you do with your body, you know? Yeah. Which I'm sure he probably stacked on some injuries that he can't do it anymore. So. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you too, man. Like, well, so going back to that point, like, it, I think for what you're doing. Um, 
the there's no money in weightlifting no it's just like the pride and like being able to lift the weight and like mm-hmm. you know really beating your own goals i mm-hmm. guess over and over again um but putting yourself online and, and and putting yourself out there i mean you probably have tons of knowledge that you could pass on to people there's, that would help them i i do <laughs> like we were saying earlier if if there was a degree in lifting i would have it by now yeah you know and like even online that's one of the things i try to do with my instagram you know, everybody, I call Instagram, you know, the the perfect world because a lot of people, especially in the lifting field, will put their best lifts. They're like, oh, I lifted, you know, 400 pounds today where I do it every single day. And I'm sure the people that follow me from high school and stuff, they're probably annoyed from it. But my thing is I want to show people that it's, you're not perfect every day. Yeah. You know, I'll lift 400 pounds today and I'll do it horribly, but then I'll go through and I'll say, you know, this is what I did. Here was my mental cues. I'm going to fix this tomorrow. So people that are watching or looking at it are like, okay, if he can do this and he wasn't this good, you know, compared to somebody else that is like, oh, he lifted 700 pounds. Oh, he lifted 800 pounds this day. And it's always just the perfect highlight. Just the reel. highlight, yeah. You know, and that's, that's one thing I'm trying to, to do for myself just to stand out and be different, you know, just show people. I think but. that's super important, and I personally, I, I agree with you 100%. I just had a kid in here the other day, and he had a, he has a YouTube channel. Uh, his name's Jeremy, and um, he's only, I think he's 17. I but, saw that. Um, he like, had an old account, and he deleted all his old content. And I was like, oh. and that's, I mean, it's whatever. It's whatever you want to do. But I, I said to him, it, there's something about being able to watch somebody's journey, mm-hmm. right? Because that makes it more real, and it, connect, it makes you more connected to that person then, because you're like, oh. They're not just showing off the best they can do. They don't live this life every single day. Mm-hmm. They have bad days. They go in and screw up or whatever the situation is. So to be able to see that just makes you more of a human. You don't, it's, it's okay if you use the coaster. I appreciate it. Though. My mom would spank me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's super important, man. It's huge because uh, people need to see that. It's that just kind of humanizes you and lets people know, oh, all right, this guy's mm-hmm. he's the real deal, but he's the real deal because he goes in there and puts the work in every day. Oh, yeah. How many days a week do you hit the gym? I, I only do weekdays. I normally lift Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then like tomorrow being Wednesday, I'll go in. I'll do like some cardio and, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff that I might miss because I only get a two hour limit with the, the daycare and everything. Yeah. So. In two hours, you can only do so much work, especially at like this level. So, you know, Wednesdays will be kind of like my my makeup day, and uh, then you know the weekends that's family time. Yeah. Know? So, so four days mainly. Put and in two about, hours a day each day. Is that usually? It's it's two hours, but that includes warming up, you know, stretching and all that, and the cool down stretches and everything. So, I'm only actually lifting for I would say ninety minutes at most. You know. And, and so breaking that all down, because I think one of the other things that a lot of people miss is the stretching aspect. Mm-hmm. I know I did for a long time. So oh, yeah. what do you do? What are your warm-up stretches? What are the cool-down stretches? And, and like, what would you say to somebody who doesn't stretch? Because I, I know people <laughs> who lift who don't stretch at all. And it's If you don't stretch, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. On, I mean, that first and foremost. Um, and I, I'm guilty of not stretching for the longest time. And there's a trainer, actually, from the gym, Adam, he uh he helped me out a lot where one day I was in there and he's like, Hey, your IT band's pretty tight. And I was like, How do you know? And he's like, Oh, you're doing X, Y, and Z. You know, here, let me show you some stuff. So, you know, he has me on some stretches where like to warm up, I'll do like ten toe touches, some squats, some some rowing techniques. 
and then uh, like a lot of leg kicks to get my hips and you know uh, different tendons warm. Uh, cat backs, where you're on all four. You probably yeah. know this. Yeah. Cat arch and yeah, yeah, a lot of that. And I think they're called dead bugs, where it's yeah. you know your right arm, left leg sticking them out. You know, he has me doing a lot of that stuff, and it's it's changed a hundred percent. You know, because you're you're pushing your body in one direction all the time, right? When you're doing mm-hmm. bench, doing squat, but you're never pulling it back the other way correct and getting all that stretched out and it's just it's common sense right mm-hmm. that you need to do both ways it doesn't work your body doesn't just like go one way and that's it it needs some flexibility exactly. and that's you know everybody thinks oh you know not not me but i'm i'm stronger than this i'm stronger than that you know they see these trainers you know not calling out the trainers at the local gym the summit but they'll see them they're like oh they don't know what they're doing but whenever you talk to them they know mm-hmm. you know they they really do know because you know, it's like holistic 360. You know, you're doing a squat every day or a bench press every day, but if you're not working out the the other parts of your body, you're only going to get so strong until you build up 360. That's why I call it that way, around the whole body. Right. So it's, it's a lot more than just squat, bench, and deadlift. you got to work every other aspect in there. Yeah, because you're only hitting so many muscles and so many mm-hmm. ligaments and tendons with, with what you're doing. I'm loving this conversation. Let me break in real quick because there, there's certain other things when it comes to fitness that I'm, I'm super passionate about. One of those things is jiu-jitsu. So I take uh, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from a purple belt. His name's Alan Coble. He teaches at Sports Evolution 2900 Plank Road in Altoona, Pennsylvania. If you want to see what Alan does, he works a lot with kids. He looks, works a lot with adults. And uh, he is a CrossFit certified level one and two trainer. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer, has his bachelor's in uh, physical education and sports science. He does youth martial arts. Dude, he does it all. Sports Evolution. Find them at Leading Athletes on Facebook and Instagram if you want to visually see it, and uh, sportsevolution.net. I'm also all about nutrition, keeping your body healthy. That's half of what fitness is all about. So juice is the spot uh, for me at The Juice Bar. J-O-O-S, 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, PA. Cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, everything fresh, everything made to order. Uh, Trade secrets. So if you're looking for chemicals for your body that aren't bad for your body, right? It's weird that, like, deodorant has aluminum in it, that chapstick has all kinds of weird chemicals in it. These things you never expect or even research all that much. Steph and her husband, Andy, eliminate all of that, make all natural products at Trade Secrets. That's 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona, PA. So uh, wax candles, wax melts, lip balm, sugar scrubs, bath bars, all natural deodorants. You can go to Secrets in Trade on Facebook to see it for yourself. And the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona, at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. It's coffee, it's tea, it's creativity. Look up the Clay Cup. Look up Sarah Vogel, the owner, and all the amazing things that she does. Thank you so much to the sponsors for making this podcast possible, making these episodes happen. Let's get back to this conversation. That's, I, I do a, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but a DDP Yoga. Oh, yeah. Diamond Dallas Page. He's coming here. I know, man. I'm going to be on vacation next oh, week. Really? I'm going to miss him. I'm so <laughs> upset. He's actually a sponsor on the podcast now. The oh, DDP really? Yoga is a sponsor. Yeah. I've been doing it for about 18 months, and um, it all started, I, was, I lifted a lot, and then my back and my shoulders hurt. And I quit lifting altogether. And I realized, and I, I found this from other people, when you stop, when you lift a lot and you stop, your body hurts mm-hmm. because your body's used to the stress that you're putting on it. And it kind of, it likes it. Mm-hmm. So when you stop, your body kind of freaks out. My body was freaking out and I was having a lot of pain. I'm like, what is going on? And um, I started stretching 
and I I got I started watching like yoga on YouTube, and then I remembered oh Diamond Dallas Page he like saved Jake the Snake Roberts' life, he saved yeah. Scott Hall's life, Chris Jericho he did a lot. Yeah, I mean he, even himself, dude, he's like sixty three and he can lift his foot over his head. Okay. So I started I I got his program and started going through it, and the thing that I found the most fascinating was uh, because I made fun of yoga the whole time I lifted too. I was like God, oh, I'm doing yoga mm-hmm. for girls, I'm not doing that. <laughs> And DDP is great because his program is very much like yoga for guys. So it's mm. not like slow paced. Like he's very high energy and, and makes it fun. Uh, not saying the slow version isn't fun, but whatever. Uh, but I, I found so much more strength in b- parts of my body that I never knew existed. Because it is so many ligaments, tendons, and muscles and stuff that you never even tap into when you're doing a bench press <laughs> or a preacher curl or whatever the situation might be. Um, that it, it changed my whole outlook on oh, what fitness is no i i actually i used to do yoga <laughs> did you i did in the military there was a every so often we got to pick our own pt and my lieutenant would always choose yoga which in front of you know a whole squadron it's like oh man there's matt doing yoga over there <laughs> but uh it, it's it's more a lot more intense than i thought i was out coming out sweating drenched oh, dude, and, dying and you look so bad doing it whenever you're starting out and yeah you know you look bad yeah and i imagine the bigger you get the harder like, it, imagine you doing it now would be mm-hmm. really difficult well that's actually i just got done doing some physical therapy and my uh the doctor was like you're you're really loose like in a good way like yeah. you're real stretched out and he's like you know i was expecting to come in and you you know your hamstrings are tight or something he's like I don't know what to do. So I, you know, I just, I'd go in there, I'd do my stretches that they'd prescribe, but it was just funny. Cause he would actually like talk to me about stuff. And he's like, Oh, so, you know, how's your lifting doing? You know, this, that, and the other, well, as I'm doing it, cause I'm not saying I didn't need instruction because you know, he's a doctor, he had to do what he had to do, but it was just, it was neat while watching other people, you know, they were going through each little thing and they were so tight. You know, I actually, I had sciatica way back in the day because I didn't stretch. And that's what actually turned me into yoga and mm. doing some stuff like that because yoga helps a lot. And I imagine the weight you're doing also, like having that squatting that weight is really stretching your body out too because you're putting your – you can't like get yeah. as low as you can, I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. with the amount of weight – without that weight being on your back. It, mm. it puts an extra stress and oh, it does. and uh, torque on your body or whatever the term would be. It does. It, it compresses you a lot. And I actually decompress afterward, traction and stuff. Do you really? I I, I have to. What do you one. do? I have uh, they're called gravity boots. Um, they yeah. wrap around your ankles and you flip upside down and you hang for a while. I have an inversion table at my house. Oh, those are amazing. So yeah, it is. It's 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 pretty. It's pretty cool. They feel good. I mean, they do. You know, it feels good, but it actually you know if you if your spine it, it pulls your spine apart and the cerebral spinal fluid is just like amazed afterwards because you know it can move around again you know packing we'll just say four or five hundred pounds on you constantly yeah you have to loosen it up which is where yoga comes in you know getting those stretches in there you know like doing the cat backs it gets your your cerebral spinal fluid moving and Mm -hmm. that can actually save you whenever you go to lift the heavier weights too if you don't do it beforehand which stretching again comes into play so so how how long do you spend stretching beforehand and after Unfortunately, about 30 minutes before, okay. I'd say. And What do you mean, unfortunately? It just it takes up time. <laughs> it's a lot of time. <laughs> right. You want to be in there just lifting right off the bat. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I wake up, you know, do the morning routine with the kids. And my, my oldest son, he's four. 
he'll actually help me stretch now at home. He'll be like, Daddy, you ready? And he'll take one foot and he'll bring it to you know my arm and he'll do the other foot. He's like, are you ready? You loose? He's like, okay, now you stretch me out. And we'll do that for and a And he's like a pretzel. Little <laughs> kids are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing how flexible they are. He's like, Daddy, why can't you put your toes up above your head? Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I stretch a lot. You know, before the gym, at the gym, after the gym, before I go to bed. Um, I'm literally always stretching. People might not know that, right? I mean, that's a, that's a very important thing to put out there. They might oh. see they, they would see you and be like, "There's no way that dude stretches." Oh yeah, but you probably stretch more than anybody else. Yeah, if it, it comes into like the lifting part of the gym, I I'd be surprised if locally I'll say if locally if people stretch more than me in my sport or even in I, I'll go as far as bodybuilding. I mean, I stretch a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to me that people will lift a bunch of weight, which which hurts, puts strain on your body, right? And like mm-hmm. you like that, the feeling of that strain and the pressure and, and what it does to you. Like you enjoy that, yet stretching can give you the same amount of pain and mm. stress and strain, yet you don't like that. That, that. that always confused me. Like, because the one end, I guess it's because you look like a badass lifting all the weight. <laughs> you don't look like a badass, like putting your arm over your <laughs> yeah. head or like touching your foot or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's, it's it, it feels sometimes... Um, I, I feel like I get the same amount of satisfaction from mm-hmm. either one. I I actually, whenever I do it, because I, I mean, it gets old, you know, doing the same thing, even with powerlifting, doing the same lifts over and over. Yeah. But I, I just think of it as this is just another aspect of the training. Because if you don't stretch, you're tight. If you don't stretch, you know, your muscles, whenever they heal, they don't heal. You know, a longer muscle is a stronger muscle. Mm-hmm. That's in the encyclopedia. Is it? Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have to stretch to get the muscle spindles stretched out and everything. So, you know, they won't, they won't heal perfectly. Right. If, if you don't, and then, you know, say you go a month without stretching, I mean, it's going to be even worse once you get back to it. So some days, you know, it's just, we're going to stretch, we're going to get through this, you know, 20, 30 minutes and we're good. And other days it's, you know, especially on like Fridays because stretching it also it helps your recovery too, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Because days that I don't stretch, the next day I don't want to lift at all. You know, days that I do stretch, you know. So you can feel a physical difference. Definitely, the, I can I can tell if I had a good stretch or a bad stretch the next day. You know, for for sure. Yeah. So that's cool, man. I mean, that's that's important. I think a lot of people who lift a lot of weight, if they're not doing it, they have to adopt that. You need to, or you're not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. There, there's a few things that I've noticed between myself and talking to the top level lifters that they do that I'll say intermediate or lower level to don't one of them stretching. The other one is just like gym intensity, you know, being in there to lift. Yeah. You not know. to conversate, not to conversate. I, which can be really hard because you go in, you get to know people. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I always, I ran into, which is nice. I mean, you make friends, you, mm-hmm. you end up becoming, you know, good friends with people that you uh, either work out with or in there at the same time that you are, but it's a detriment at times because you'll go in and you'll just have conversations. You're like, dude, I just want to work out. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to get in here and I want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And you can't at some point. And I don't know. How do you balance that out? Because you're probably like a celebrity in the gym, I imagine, I'm right? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm no celebrity. Well, people, uh, they, I mean, in, in that, in at the summit, which is, you know, in, in Altoona, like in that local gym, People know you, right? I mean, they know of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that—that's as far as it goes. Unfortunately, with the sport, it's not that popular. You know, it's not like I don't know, like a sports team comes in. You know, they're sponsored by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Whereas this, it's all about individualism. 
you know, you, you have to promote yourself, you know, so I go in there and say, okay, there's, you're labeled as a, there's a power lifter, you know, but, uh, but people definitely know of me. They might not know who I am, but then I'm not saying like they realize, but you know, they, they start seeing they're like, okay, that's the guy, that's the guy that, you know, although he does this weight, you know, he's never there swearing or, you know, staring down people. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, like I'm the guy that I like to lift and I bring people in. If I can, I, I always say I'm a better coach than a lifter. Cause I love just helping others at the gym, mm-hmm. you know, instead of making fun of, you know, the guy that can't do it right. You know, I go over there, Hey, you know, don't take this wrong way. You're going to hurt yourself. You know, meet up with me tomorrow, 9am. We'll, we'll knock this out. And that's just the type that I am. Like yeah. I'd rather help people than, you know, it, it's cool being number two, but if you're not doing something with it, then why are you there? Yeah. In my mind. Yeah, exactly, so. man. This is just going to help you move. You you meet more people that way, meet the right people that way, get connected, and then mm-hmm. somebody else comes up behind you who you help <laughs> yeah. get to where they're at. Like, they're always going to credit you for that, you know? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. That'd be sweet. <laughs> so do you ever, like, what, what are your thoughts on CrossFit, strongman competitions? Like, do you ever see yourself, because you were saying about strongman, is that something you wanted to try there, at some point? There's a, there's a major respect for strongman. I would love to, but there's... It's so specific. Well, you know, unspecifically specific. Yeah. You, you need, like, the rocks. You need the stones. You need, you know, the car deadlift jacks and everything. <laughs> you need the, the barrel. The barrel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you need all that. And, you know, the amount of people that do it compared to, you know, why would a gym throw, we'll just say, $20,000 for all this equipment if only one person's going to do it? Yeah, where did they even find the equipment? Like, how does that even happen? A lot of people build their own. Do they really? They, you know, there's one of my buddies. He he has stuff, but it, you know, it's located on this side of Altoona, some on that side. You know, places they can just store it. And uh, as much as I'd love to do it, I just I don't think that there's training around here that you could actually get proper training to get to a certain level. You know, but there are strongmen that have come out of Altoona you know, state level strongman, but you know, like Brian Shaw, the world's strongest man, he owns his own gym. It's in his house and he has everything there. And I think that's just the way you have to do it to get to those levels. Yeah. I, although I don't know about CrossFit. I don't know if I'd ever do CrossFit. No offense to CrossFit. I'm a 290 pound guy doing CrossFit. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think people would want to watch that. You'd have too. to cut a little bit uh, to, to be ready for it. I guess. Get back down the military weight there. Right. So what did you weigh when you were in the military? I was, when I met my wife and I'll, I'll use that cause I was best. I was about two forty with a six pack. Wow. Yeah. So you were a house. I, I looked good back then. <laughs> you know, that's definitely diff, look different than I do now. But I yeah. guess thinking of the cross man, like uh, the cross man, uh, the, the uh, strong men, um, it's just the ESPN shows. Like they're mm. on the beach oh, carrying yeah. giant boulders, pushing <laughs> oh. cars. You're like, dude, I want to be that guy. I can't believe these guys are real humans. And it's ridiculous seeing them, too, because they're like six foot, seven yeah. inches. Like, they're huge. Do they have to be clean? Is that a requirement for strong no, men? Oh, okay. No, that's, no, no. no. <laughs> that's I a mean, stupid question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, knowing what I know, yeah, they're they're pretty open that, you know, it's at that level, you know, especially like the, probably that you see the world's strongest man, they, it's it's a different game up there. Yeah. You know, it's It's pretty open about well, it what are your thoughts on steroids like how do you feel about all that whole world because you're, you're clean but i mean a lot of people in that world are doing roids <laughs> and doing hgh or whatever oh, yeah. it is uh 
It's I gotta stop here before I say something. I'll just think about it. I, for me personally, it's like whatever you want to do. Like if that's what you, yeah. you want to do, that do it. I've I, I mean I've had many friends who have. I th- I thought about it and got close a couple of times, but oh, never really? did. Yeah, I was like, I mean, why not? But yeah. then I thought like, what am I doing with it? My, yeah. my, my thought was like, this is not my profession. I don't make money doing this. I mm-hmm. don't use this like for accolades or anything. So what the hell do I like? I don't need to. That I, was my thought. I think if you're gonna do it, then do it. And this is this is at a different level. Like I don't think people. I'm. I say people under eighteen. But if you're not doing it for a certain reason, I wouldn't touch it at all. You know. But if we'll just pretend if you're a high school athlete, we'll just say that's top of the line, and you get into college, and you know you're getting prospected in the NFL. I mean, I, I know. I can't say I know for a fact, but you know, doing research on it, there's a lot of top athletes that are on it that hide it and i think that's my biggest thing is if you're going to do it just be open about it um what about the illegal part of it though i mean you can get in trouble you can get a lot of trouble you can do a lot of time for it if you get caught i don't think i think the way it is it's not illegal to do it but it's illegal to get caught with it if i'm correct right so it's it's a it's a different game you know like bigger stronger faster they they talk about it you know why not you know it's not that it's horrible for you you know there's a lot of good but things that can come but you've got to make sure that you're getting like if you're ordering some stuff from the Philippines mm-hmm. online and you don't know what you're shooting <laughs> up and that sort of thing like you got to make sure it's yeah. from the right people because when like Schwarzenegger talked about it back in the 70s like it was legal number one mm-hmm. but they were getting it from doctors and it was you know as yes. as I don't know if it's as safe as possible, but it's one of the safest ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know people used to go to like nurses' houses and say, "Here, here, can you make sure that this is correct?" And you know, shoot me up. Okay, see ya, bye. You know, cool. Yeah, and it was under the table. I mean, this was again back in back in the day. We'll just say instead of in the locker room, your buddy hands <laughs> yeah. a needle and says, "Stick hey, in my acid." <laughs> Why is this rusty, man? <laughs> right? Yeah, like you don't know what's going on. It's yeah. pretty shady. I actually, I had a buddy that was doing it, and he actually hit his sciatic nerve doing it. He did it himself, and Ooh. I can't say who it he was. Did it himself, dang. And we were uh, we were away. He was in the military at the time. And I had to actually pull an 18-hour shift because to cover him mm. because he couldn't he couldn't walk at that point. But but I mean steroids. I'm nothing against steroids, especially at you know like as a top athlete, go do what you need to do. But whenever you hide, so to say, about it, you know it's taking away from what I've accomplished as a person. Because my whole goal is to push my body as far as I can. Like I said earlier, I don't take protein. I don't take creatine, all that stuff. I did. I tried creatine for a month. That's hilarious. You don't take any protein or creatine no, or anything. I just, I don't, I mean, not to say I don't have the money for it, but why, you know, I don't know what's in it. You know, proprietary blend. What is that? Right. You know, why is, why is this scoop of 32 grams of protein look like, you know, your water bottle and this scoop is just like this little thing. Like what, What's extra in here? Right. So I just I don't know enough to 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 trust it. What I'm putting into my body at that point. Do you take pre workouts or anything like that? I do. I I actually I think pre workouts pretty essential. Um, mainly because of the caffeine intake. You know, it it actually helps wake up your central nervous system. It helps you focus a lot more. Um, which one? What do you take? What's the? Here comes a plug. Ready? <laughs> I know. I take. A, try to get sponsored. <laughs> try to get sponsored. No, I take a powder burn 2.0. Okay. Um, I get that at Redline. 
<laughs> Red line nutrition. <laughs> but uh, no, I take that. And then on heavy, heavy days, I'll also take a no dose Walmart. <laughs> but I, I take a, a pill of no dose. It's, you know, on, on the big days, I'll total about 350 milligrams of caffeine intake. Um, but again, that's only for certain days. And then other days, you know, 150 milligrams, just something to wake up. So yeah. you're taking it on days you're not even lifting. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll do a monster whenever I'm up at like 1 a.m. doing homework and stuff. Yeah. But I, I try to limit it because, you know, the there's receptors in your body. And, you know, if you get used to taking 200 milligrams every single day, you know, like people that do coffee, then they're like, man, I need a cup and a half, two cups. Where if you just take a week off, you know, go from two cups of coffee to one cup for a week, then you take two cups again, it's going to be like wired. Yeah. You know, you just, you got to. I could say play with your receptors a little bit, you know, you know, like right now I'm not going to take anything probably for the next three or four days. And as I lead up to a competition, you know, last week or two, I try to take as little as possible. So whenever you're up on stage, you take a few scoops of pre-workout. It's like, holy moly. Like, right. I'm ready to rock. Yeah. You know, you're sweating because it's like, man, I'm just sweating because caffeine's coming out of me right now. (laughs) So... Yeah, that I, one thing I did notice from pre-workouts was they definitely help a lot. It they definitely do. kicks you into gear. I took some, uh, like No Explode or something like that. Oh some, yeah, I, it was, I mean this was num- this is a number of years ago, but I just remember being like, wow, that's it mm-hmm. changed it changed my whole workout. Jeez. And then having a workout partner, like having mm-hmm. somebody because this guy Jason who I used to lift with, like. He was shorter than me, but he was a lot bigger than me. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's amazing what, and I, I'd say this, to, I had friends who never got a partner and they, they figured why they couldn't get ahead or whatever, why they couldn't, you know, meet their next, their next goal. And just somebody, it's amazing. This is like the two fingers, just like barely mm-hmm. even touching the bar. Yeah. It makes a world of difference. It's, that's fascinating it how is. that can make that big of a difference. It, it does. And <laughs> that's one of the things that, you know, powerlifters in general, well, hopefully they do this, but uh, they say, don't touch the bar. You know, a lot of times I'll get spotters just so the older people don't like freak out if I miss the weight, but I'll tell them I'd rather miss it than anything. You know, just if you're going to do anything, just let me go down slowly because I don't want, you know, to go in there and lift 700 pounds and then go to my competition and it's just like 700 pounds. I go straight down. Yeah. You know, I want to know that I, I did it, you know, but whenever you miss, you know, last time I missed the squat, we'll just say 650 pounds probably a year ago people were like, why didn't you have a spotter? What were you doing? What were you thinking? I was like, okay, like I'll just get one to kind of stand there. You know, now some people are like, so you just want me to get in the video, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So it's just a safety protocol. Yeah. Yeah. If something goes wrong. If they could even pull that weight off of you at that point in time, but yeah. <laughs> like what are the chances? Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know the, the world of, of, of powerlifting is, is fascinating. I, I guess I look at it like, what can you what can you do with it, right? Like, how much time do you spend benching and deadlifting, like compared to squatting? I so each day, I actually go through. I squat three times a week, bench four times a week, deadlift three times a week. Okay, all in that one two hour window. Um, you know, this is where my numbers, games, and accounting comes in. But you know, I might spend the first hour, we'll say, on squatting, and then maybe only do two sets of bench and one set of deadlift on the first day. Then the second day I might spend, you know, majority of the time deadlifting. Then I normally spend about 30 minutes benching every single day and then squatting maybe two sets. And then the third day I'll rotate back and forth. But I found that the more I do it, the better I get at it. You know, it'd be 
I don't know enough about radio, so don't get upset with me, but it'd be like doing a podcast once a week where, okay, you know, you're still, the nerves are still there. Everything's still there. Yeah. But if you do it every single day, it's just like, okay, like, you know, yesterday, you know, I said a swear word. Trying right. to be good on Facebook, a swear word three times. I gotta, I gotta stop doing swear words. Right. And then after a while, your notes just become normalcy, and that's yeah. that's how I train. You know, I do as many lifts as a day as I can, and it just becomes normal. Yeah, yeah if that makes sense. And that's super. Yeah. Well, that that's that's the key to everything, right? As long that you've got to keep at it. Consistency is key mm-hmm. for anything to to progressively get better. And consistency on like a daily or by daily basis is super important oh yeah because yeah, just re- whether it's podcasting and you're using your brain to say the words through your mouth or you're using your you're lifting and using your brain to lift weights like mm-hmm. it's just that muscle memory and how how reflex like how uh good is the reflex of your muscle and how quickly can you access it mm-hmm. you know and that i think that's the other thing though that like whenever i say i'm a better coach than a lifter it took me literally until about a year ago to realize what i was doing even with people telling me, you know, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. But, like, I can look at somebody and just say, hey, you know, you have a forward, forward tilt in your hips. You know, do this, X, Y, and Z, and you're good. You know, benching, I can literally be on the other side of the, the gym and I can say, okay, you know, this guy's doing this. Watch, he's going to stop right here and he's going to fail this time. <laughs> and it's, like, spot on. And that's why, you know, I think another reason why people come to me and they're like, you know, hey, can you help me out? You know, there's not a day in the gym that I don't get probably 20, 30 questions. You oh, know, just, really? hey, can you look at this? Hey, can you watch that? And there's no problem with it. I love it. Yeah. Like, if I could become a full-time coach, I would. You know, that's how much, like, my passion for coaching compared to lifting is. Yeah. You know, and the other thing that I can do is, you know, somebody will say, hey, you know, I just, we'll just say squatted 275 pounds for five. I want to max say, what should my number be? And I'll literally be able to tell them nearly to the number, you know, if you take this weight, you're going to get it. This weight, you're really going to struggle. And this weight, you're not. And it will be within 10 pounds. And they're like, oh, okay. And, you know, they might throw 315 where I say you're really going to struggle. And they'll really, really struggle. <laughs> like, man, you were right again. You know that? I was like, I know. Like, I, I, There's something about the human body that not only fascinates me, but I can just look and I'll be like, okay, here you go. You know, I've, took a, I've taken a guy – my buddy Brad that helped me with my mental game from a 360 squat to 400 in just a few weeks. Wow. Just, hey, work on this, you know. Tiny it, little things that he was missing. Little tiny things, you know, and that's what I love to promote out there. And that's why I'm trying to get my Instagram bigger to show them that, you know, I'm not this cocky dude. I'm not a normal power. I'm not a normal power lifter. Like, I want to help people. Yeah. You know, and that's that's my biggest thing. I mean, you have a lot of videos of you lifting. There's not many of you, like, talking about I should. lifting. It's just be, like, interspersed one-day talk, one-day lift. You know, I kind of bounce back and forth. But it is – and we were talking about this before we started, but, like, the hardest part is just getting used to doing it. Like, mm-hmm. putting the camera on your – having somebody film you lift, eh, that's – you're just lifting. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not yeah. talking. That's what you've been doing. So yeah. you, you know how to do it. But to get on camera and start uh, talking – I mean, you can think about it just the way you talk to somebody else, but it's definitely – a a whole different world it that is. you have to get used to, and but if you're doing it and, and already telling other people how to do it, you could easily get used to doing it on camera. You know I, what I mean? It's just I'd love to. I just I need that that platform, so to say, and that's one of the reasons. You know, once I found out, like like I said earlier, I was literally sitting on my back porch. I was like, I'm number two in the world. You know, I found out, and my wife 
she's the one that pushes me the most. And she's like, you need to. And, you know, we were talking earlier. I saw you doing that video out in California where you need to step outside. I'm like, okay, I know I'm not a good public speaker. Let's do this. Let's, let's just try, you know, and, and here we are and you're just doing different things. And (laughs) I've learned so much already. Like, okay, you know, I need to go home, you know, do, do a tip on, we'll just say Wednesdays now, you know, the days that I don't do the gym, go in there and just help somebody and, you know, Hey, can I videotape you for 20 seconds, 30 seconds? Yeah. And that's actually, hopefully central PA live will let me do it. But I'm working with the, the trainer, Adam, you know, he wants to get me on there to kind of promote it also. But a lot of the stuff he's helped me with, you know, on different things like workout partners go, he's one of them for sure. He wants to put me on there to not only promote me, but to promote how he helps too, because Mm -hmm. like you were saying with training partners, you, you need them. And, uh, and that's one of the biggest things when you get in there as a newbie in the gym, um, you're scared to talk to anybody. You're afraid you to, you're afraid to ask a question because you don't want to seem like an idiot who doesn't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. And you don't want to bother other people mm-hmm. who have headphones on or whatever. So yeah, that's a, it is. You, if you approaching people is probably like, they're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Somebody walk up to me. Like oh, this guy, why is he walking? <laughs> Did I take something? Of his? He's going to break me in half. No, honestly. I mean, yeah. If anybody ever sees me in some, if anybody's watching this, definitely just come up and talk. Just come up and ask because that, that's my passion. That's my true, true passion is, is coaching. That's cool, man. I mean, that's that's impactful. That makes a gigantic difference. And I, if you start, if you do decide to start doing that and putting yourself out there, I mean, I could I could help you along the way because I'm, I'm as odd as it is that I've been on radio for a long time and I've put myself on video a lot. I still, like, I watch my videos back and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I could have done, but I, I think that's anybody who wants to get better. You always have that mindset. You're not going to watch it and be like, nailed it 100%. <laughs> oh, like yeah. That one little thing you're like, ah, I kind of screwed that part up, mm-hmm. but it's whatever. You just move past it and keep going forward. And yeah, that's how it ends up working out. It's, it's definitely interesting. I'm sure you do the same, you know, like for me, I watch my videos and people are like, dude, that's sweet. That's sweet. I was like, yeah, but did you see this right here? And you know, you see all the negatives and everybody else is like, Oh man, you know, Rob Z, you have a podcast, you have however many followers, you're doing all this, but you're critiquing and you're, you're training every single day. And I think that's the difference. If it's a passion that you truly love, you just, you want to constantly get better. There's no end game. Yeah. You know? well, well, it's just like lifting, right? Whenever you, like, I remember when I would, uh, when I started lifting, I didn't, uh, track any of my progress at all. Mm. I just like, I didn't take any progress pictures or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And when you do something day to day, you don't see that it's growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can like, obviously you can, I lifted more weight this day. I got more followers on Facebook this day or whatever, but you don't uh, see it like other people would. Somebody mm-hmm. who just like happens to watch you one time and then maybe two months later they, they catch what you're doing. Then maybe six months later they catch what you're doing. Steroids. They see. Steroids. <laughs> that dude's on roids. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta be. How did he do that? <laughs> yeah. But whenever you're day to day in it, you kind of forget that uh, people look at it you you forget that other people from the outside are looking in like wow this person's changing rapidly but to mm. you it's like such a slow daily process that it seems like nothing it is yeah it's kind of wild and for you i mean dude you're like 2011 to 2018 seven years and you've done a lot in seven years it's come a long way yeah that's for sure and you probably don't even look at it like that half the time do you look at it like that a lot i mean i i like looking back a lot you do you know i, I go back to the days where you know 315 pounds is just like 
I looked like a baby giraffe being born trying to squat that weight up. You know, knees buckling in. I used to think your knees touching was good. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Your knees touching was like your legs bent in. Bent in. I used to think that, that was, oh, that supports each other. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, little do I know, awesome. I probably tore a few tendons on right. the way. No doubt. You know, and... Somebody but, in the gym probably saw you like, that guy's going to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. But never said a word to you about it. Exactly. You know, and, but I, I love looking back because... You know, my mindset, if you don't know where you came from, you'll never know where you're going, you know, and, and it's all about a vision, Yeah. you know, and, and that's why, like, I, I try to tell my story since I started Instagram, you know, I almost use it as a diary, so to say, where every single day I can go back a year and say, okay, cool, you know, the Arnold 2017, I squatted 660 and look how bad that looked. And now I'm squatting, you know, 660 for three and you know, it looked a hundred times better. And it, it reminds you whenever you're even having your bad days, it's like, just keep pressing forward and you'll get through it. You'll get through that rush or that rut, you know, and like my buddy, Brad, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're just having bad week, you know, and, but looking back, you know, this is one of the things he helped me with look back on the old videos, you know, you'll see your progression. It's there, you know, yeah. You'll see how you were writing or maybe you're doing a podcast and you're like, man, you Hey, you guys, but it's, gets better. There's always an end game there. Mm -hmm. So, and your bad week, usually if you look back, you know, if you, if you had a bad week and you think, well, what was I like four years ago? This bad <laughs> week would have been the best week ever, ever. Right. right? Like, it, it, so it's all in, yeah, it's all perspective as, as far as to where you're at. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I got, and maybe you can attest to this too, is like after because I, I never really dedicated myself to anything that much until I started lifting weights. That was like one thing I dedicated myself to. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this four or five days a week or however many days I did it a week. Um, I guess radio was one. But like whenever you, whenever I, I used it then as fuel, thinking like, oh, I can't do this other thing. Like when I left radio and I was getting into uh, internet marketing and I, I was thinking like, well, how am I going to do that? I've been in radio for so long. And then I looked at like how long I had been working out for. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I've done this for this long and it's only gotten better and mm -hmm. I've only gotten better at it and I only enjoy it, enjoy it more now. So why can't you just take that discipline and that mindset and apply it to something else? Exactly. It, it, it copies over like perfectly. It does. You know, it's, it's not something that you can just, pick up one day you yeah. know and just do it like you said you got you know it, it's easy to say okay you've like you said i've for me i've applied seven years to this and i've gone from i say nobody to this you know what would happen if once my career starts if i put the same amount of effort into that where could you be yeah you know and and that's one of the things is it's it, although it's a hobby, it's whenever it's a passion, you know, it, it's, it takes it somewhere else yeah. to an all new level. That's why I see people who go to the gym and have amazing bodies, but then have like a job they don't like, or like, you know, whatever, whatever it is like the, you could be taking that maybe, maybe fitness is the thing. Maybe that is the thing you should be focusing on. That could be like your stepping stone, your platform. I'd I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm working on, uh, my, this is funny because the first powerlifting accountant. Like, how do you tie those together? Yeah, I'm gonna do your numbers. For, I'm gonna spend your money and do your numbers for powerlifting. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually I'm looking into my uh, the the background that you need to the clearances that you need to work with children. Actually, because if if this does take off with any strength coaching, I'd love to put into that. But if not, you know, I have the accounting. That's that's definitely something I love also. But 
you know, I've already put so much time into this. The accounting's a little more behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, the powerlifting's a little more in front of people. They yeah. I, just, I just won't need to hire an accountant at that point. Yeah. Right? That could be that could be a huge advantage to you at some point in time. Right. Well, no that, doubt. that was one of the things I was so surprised. You know, like the whole Air Force One security, you know, I have lots of clearances, so to say. And then I get you out. still? Or you don't have anything anymore? Or? I think they're gone at this point. I want to say... Whenever it came up, I had to spend like I think it was ten thousand dollars just to renew it. That's oh wow, yeah, it was it was a lot of signatures, so to say. And uh, then it was like, oh, you can't work as a, a trainer because you're not cleared to work with you know kids. I'm like, I could carry a gun next to the president, but I can't. So so that's something I'm working <laughs> on now is you know getting the clearances so in case anybody does want you know hey can we do some training you know yes here I'm I'm cleared to do everything at that point so. You know, that's that's the turnaround at this point where not only Instagram powerlifting, but at some day it's going to have to end, you know, and where will it end? You know, the next thing I'd love to do is is that for sure. Yeah, you know, that would be great, especially yeah. with the, what I know I can do too. you know, being able to literally watch somebody. But OK, X, Y and Z. Boom. Here you go. Cause I, that's invaluable. As long as you can add value to somebody's life, as long as if it's their business, their life, whatever, if you can add value, mm-hmm. you have a job. Yeah. Like it's always going to be there. Yeah. I mean, like on the side, I still, I call them clients, but I train people all over the, the country right now still, like really? all the military buddies. Online? How do you train them? It's a lot of it videos. You know, they'll send me, you know, videos on Facebook or Instagram, you know, direct messages. Hey, Matt, you know, what do you think of this? X, Y, and Z, you know. I always use X, Y, Z. I need to stop doing that. Maybe ABC. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah. You know, I, I help my buddy in Texas. Uh, I've helped him a lot. You know, he wanted to do a 405-pound squat at 180 pounds while being on the Air Force softball team and baseball team. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, we're going to do this at this time so you can still be athletic, but you can be strong too. <laughs> so it's a different approach to everything. You know, or my buddies out in California who, you know, want to swim, but they want to get bigger too, you know. It's it's different approaches that you just got to take, you know. And do you do supplemental exercises along with the three main exercises? Like are there things I, that you train with just to make those other things better? I do. Um, so there'll be days instead of doing squats, I'll do like pause squats to work different parts of the muscle more. What are they? Pause squats where you just go oh, down oh, and pause. Because okay. um, there's different firing points. Oh, excuse me. Firing points of the muscle. You know, the beginning, middle, and end. Uh, there might be more in between, but those are the three that I always explain. And like pause squats will help you out of the hole um, a lot more. But what you're doing is you're building that part of the muscle. Mm. Or I'll do like high bar because it hits the muscles different areas. But then probably what you're looking at more so is, you know, do you do crunches? Which, of course, you know, abs, stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of it at this point in my career now a lot of it's mainly squat, bench, deadlift, and I'll do rows. A lot of you know weights, just different types of rows. Rows with barbell, dumbbell, machine. Every really? so rows are huge for I guess bench. For bench, it, it builds your back. Okay. You know, if you, you build the back, yeah. If you think of like a bridge, a suspension bridge, you know, the suspensions is muscle. You know, seven hundred pounds on your back is a lot of weight, but once you add those suspensions in. You know, now 50 pounds is held here, 50 there. You're trying to disperse it over a bigger load at that point. Yeah. Um, but earlier in my career, I mean, I was doing every everything under the, the sun to, just to try to, to get better. You know, 
jumping jacks was part of it, you know, just building my legs up, anything I could, you know, and I think that's important for, for younger lifters, you know, don't, don't do what you see me doing by any means. Do, yeah, because do. you want to jump, you always want to jump right to yeah. the high level. Yeah. That, me, that can mess you up big time for sure. It could, you know, you got to do what people like, I say me, but you know, whenever I was watching Chad Smith, he would always say, do what I was doing 10 years ago. So YouTube, 10 years ago, what were you doing? <laughs> you know, and that, that's what I was looking at, you know, and a lot of these people, they don't do even the main lifts until the last few weeks of their competition. Oh, or, really? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if I have, we'll just say 16-week program, I'll do squats, so to say, but I'll do a lot of pause squats, high bar squats, front squats, and then at the end, I'll hit the squats for sure. But I might only do one set of squats that day, and then all the rest will be different variations to work on different styles of the movement. You know, if I'm falling forward, I'll put the weight forward, makes me stand up more. more. If that makes oh, okay. sense. Yeah. So. Just to balance yourself out to make mm-hmm. sure that you're, when yeah. you actually do the squat for real, your your body's fully aligned. Mm. Yeah. The, th- the 360. Yeah, yeah. The whole 360. <laughs> the whole 360. That's what it's all about, man. Very cool. This, this, this is interesting stuff. I think people, obviously, over I think YouTube and the internet in general has helped the world of fitness become much more accepted and understood. But mm-hmm. a lot of people are still very, they look at it as just a bunch of meatheads in the gym who don't know what they're doing. They're just picking <laughs> up heavy weights. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just picking up heavy weights, but there's a lot of science to it mm-hmm. and a lot of like expertise to it mm-hmm. that I think that kind of gets lost in the, in the shuffle of just looking at, you know, a guy doing a deadlift and then, you know, taking a break, doing another deadlift. They look at that like, well, what, <laughs> what is, what is he really? Cause I'll think that sometimes I'll think like, well, I mean, that's obviously, why are you sitting for 10 minutes and talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, that's something I wanted to bring up with you was you mentioned your, your watch Yeah, that you keep track of your time. I keep, I keep track. Um, I learned that the intensity level is the most important thing. Like, uh, people look at powerlifters and say, oh, you know, I got the comment the one time I was squatting. This is going to sound a lot, but I was doing like sets of five at 550. And they were like, well, why aren't you squatting heavy? You know, did you give it up? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm squatting lighter, but in a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I have a stopwatch on me that I'm always, once I drop the weight, boom, three minutes, I'm back underneath that weight. And uh, that that's the, the big thing is I work technically sound, so I never put myself in a compromising situation until I get close to a competition, but I hate sitting around. I hate sitting there talking. There'll be days where I'll do it, but 90% of my training is hit a weight, three minutes, do it again. Because, you know, there's, there's also gym etiquette at that point too, where, you know, I'm always on the squat rack. I, I need my stuff and you'll see people will just say deadlifting for an hour and a half and they do five sets. It's yeah. like, dude, like, let me work in here, you know? Yeah. But I mean, some people do it that way, but I'm like I said, I'm just trying to revolutionize the sport a little bit, doing it a little bit differently. Well, plus, dude, you're just um, you're keeping your blood flow going, you're keeping your heart rate up, you're mm-hmm. actually getting a workout mm-hmm. compared to uh, not saying that you're not getting a workout otherwise, but you're just not pushing yourself um, as hard as you could be. I don't know. Like, there's a certain yeah. a certain rest period, like you said, three minutes necessary, right, mm-hmm. for what you're doing, but anything past that is just kind of wasted time. Yeah, yeah, and. There'll be actually people that, you know, they'll come from other lifters and they'll say, 
you know, Matt, can, can I try something for a few weeks with you? And yeah, you know, jump on board. And, uh, after like a week or two, they'll be like, I feel alive again. You know, the blood flows there. You know, I feel like I'm working. I've never sweat this much before. <laughs> you know, I'm used to just hitting a weight and waiting and they love it and they get addicted to it. Like you can see in their eyes that they get it. Like why I love it so much. Yeah. And it keeps you disciplined. It does. So you're not just like screwing off the whole time. You're like, I got to set time and like. I when I was in, I, I started doing that towards the end. I had I had a watch and I would set it, and, and every thirty seconds, I'd like I forget how it was. Maybe it was two minutes, or I'd track it. But mm-hmm. it kept me on pace. I got so much more done because you mm-hmm. don't realize how much time you waste. You do. It's crazy. And then you get into a conversation. Fifteen minutes goes mm-hmm. by. You haven't done anything. It's it's wild. So yeah, it keeps you on pace. Gets you. And that's like I said. I, I switched over to like Tabata and hit training, and I got so much out of that because. The, what I got done in an hour and a half workout, I was then getting done in 25 minutes. I wasn't lifting as much, but I was getting just as much work in. You're, yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's the thing, though. Everybody thinks, oh, I squatted 500 pounds. I went you know crazy today. Where in my books, well, that's great. You did 500, but we're going to be over here doing 430 for five sets of two. And we're going to get a lot more out of it than you're going to get out of your one set. Yeah, you know, because like you said, it's just the intensities, it's just there and and it's just constant and you feel alive finally. You know, so many powerlifters you'll see so slow and sluggish because they just they do one thing and they sit. Or they do one thing and they're they're on their phones on Instagram or texting, you know, their buddies that are on the other side of the gym, so to say. You know, or hey, what's for dinner tonight? Right. You know, some of the times I'll be sitting there, I'll be on my phone and I'm literally just doing it waiting so nobody talks to me like okay yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and my phone will be like on a text message with my wife and i'm just like acting as if i'm scrolling through just so i don't get in any conversations right so <laughs> yeah it's important and it's not rude people look at look at that like as like rude but mm. when you're i don't know there's two different mindsets in the gym. there's people who go there to conversate there's people who go there to actually get something done mm-hmm. and if you're there to conversate fine but you're gonna if you're conversating with somebody who really wants to get something done, mm-hmm. you're just going to piss them off. And it's just, it's, it, there's a place for it. There's a place for sitting mm-hmm. around talking. There's a place for actually getting the work in. And I guess oh, it depends yeah. on the day you're feeling too, but yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh it, it's cool, man. Well, thanks for coming in. This was an interesting conversation. Oh yeah. I hope people listening to uh, this got a lot out of it because you're talking to number two at three Oh eight <laughs> in the world. We're going to get that number seven, one spot. Sir. Seven billion people. And you're number two at 308, which you you weigh less than that now, right? You're like at two something. Yeah, I'm at 288 today. So. Okay. So you'll beef up for the competition, or what are you, or are you just stay at the weight you're at? I, I've never been over 300. I never want to be over 300. Oh, okay. I just... Well, why 308? That's just... The, it's just 275.1 to 379.999 oh, is how gotcha. I go. So, yeah, I'm kind of the underdog at that weight class, so to say. Well, not really. I mean, it's everybody. And there, there's a Wilkes score, it's called, which everybody thinks is named after me. It's not. Not, but, uh, not yet, at least. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take that over. <laughs> no, but, you know, it allows me to compete against you at the, the different weight classes, but it evens everything out. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But, yeah. So you were pretty much designed for this, then. Your name's already attached to already the, the power lift. So <laughs> yep. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> if people want to find your Instagram, like your Facebook and stuff, how do they find you? What is it? It is. Do you know? I do. Oh, my phone's shut off. It's uh, Matt. Matt Wilk. <laughs> Matt Wilk. No, it's Matt dot 
the underscore natural dot wilk. Okay. Which is not about being natural. It's just what, what I was used to be called. You know, just natural at it. Oh, because uh, you're a nat- you're natural at doing what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I see your stuff every day, man. Yeah, Nat Matt underscore the dash the dot. Boy, that's kind of tough. I know. I should just. You might want to change that up. <laughs> what should I change it to? Just Matt dot. What about this Matt the natural Wilk? Or is that already taken? I think that was already taken. Matt underscore the period natural underscore Wilk. It's too much. It's too much. It's making my brain hurt. We'll change it right now. How about that? <laughs> do we have like five minutes for this? Uh, yeah, man, go for it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll end the podcast, but we'll say <laughs> what, what are you going to change it to, or how do you? Well, how about that? You give me a nickname. There we go. Oh, dang. On the spot. From from Rob Z. The Rob Z. Boy, I don't know if I could do that. And it right can't here. be Matt Rob Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, man. I we'll talk about it off the air. Let's figure it out. Because I, I'm telling you, you could, I mean, this is, it's, it's impressive. Six world records. What are your world records? I There's three in the, the military. Squat, deadlift, and total. And there's three in the open, uh, squat, bench, and total. Uh, it was a 715 squat, 445 bench, and I totaled 1837.5, which is actually what put me up to number two. And uh, we're hoping to bring those up. I My next competition is the Worlds in 32 days, and we're hoping to up those numbers a good bit more. Where's that competition at? That'll be in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Um, 32 days and then that's the a world competition like people come from all over or what is that it's named world it's more of a national you know people from all over the nation will come okay. um, it's supposed to be the, the best of the best and then the Arnold in on March 3rd I sent in my application for that and that's where you you get all the different federations coming in like this one's just gonna be my federation and then we're or the Arnold will be a bunch of different federations coming in and basically like I'll be like team my federation you're part of your federation it's it's kind of like a clash at that point okay cool dude it's it's incredible it's incredible what you're doing i think it's awesome um yeah if they just look up matt wilk w-i-l-k you'll pop up it'll pop up there you go just look up matt wilk picture me and my wife that works big ugly guy we're good (laughs) (laughs) cool thanks man thanks for coming in oh yeah thank you for having me and uh you know we'll we'll check once you're number one let's get you back in here and (laughs) (laughs) how far are you away from number one are you close it's about 200 pounds. Whoa, really? Yeah, he, he's, Damn. he's good. He's good. Maybe Where's he na- from? Canada. Okay. There's Canadians up north. <laughs> I thought it'd be like a Russian dude or German That's what I dude thought too. Like that. That's what, Russia was number four. So what's like the guy who's on steroids? What, where's he at? Who's not Ooh. natural? They're, they're, they're a lot farther ahead of me. Like, they're, what, thousand pound squats, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. 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 And my, what I do, they're, thousand pound squat you know 900 pound deadlifts almost 600 pound benches it's it's ridiculous that's insane well, your phone's blowing up so we gotta get it <laughs> you just turned it on it's lighting up all right man matt thank you so much oh thank you i thoroughly enjoyed that conversation with matt matt thank you so much for coming in thank you so much for being a part of the podcast uh and we're gonna have him back eventually because i think he's just gonna keep as long as he keeps his body healthy and he keeps doing the things that he's doing i think he's on the right path to do some amazing things in the world of fitness whether he is uh you know actually doing powerlifting or he's training he's a coach he becomes a a fitness instagram celebrity he's got many different paths he could go down but i love that conversation and anybody who's involved in fitness i think that uh, you could recognize the dude has his head on his shoulders and he's on a great path for making things happen 
uh, for himself and for others. So thank you for joining. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash Radio. You can support the podcast right there. If you donate money, trust me, all the money that's donated goes right back into the podcast and make this thing even better for all of the listeners out there, for you, for the zebras. That's what Rob Z Radio is all about. I want to give back. And I also want to be able to highlight, um, whether it's where I live in, in central Pennsylvania, giving back to people in this area, or just in general, anybody out there, if you want to be a part of the show, if you have something you want to talk about, feel free. You can message me. Just click the contact button at robzradio.com. When you go there, you can find out about my uh, internet, social media, marketing, and consulting business, my adventures with my son, Max. Get all the podcast episodes and everything about me at robzradio.com. As always, Clay Cup, Trade Secrets, Juice, Sports Evolution, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time for another episode. Peace out! This is Rob Z Radio. That's brutal.